Okay, um, I was told to say this now, um, but, uh, at the end, um, everything about, uh, what is going to be written, what has been said, what is ultimately the, the, the message that's being, um, uh, conveyed or put out there, uh, the whole underlying narrative of what is supposed to be, you know, I mean, I, we feel it was kind of, uh, straight to the point, um, but again, there was, there was a lot of perspectives, a lot of different, um, cultures or, you know, societies or religions or spiritualists or whatever you want to say or however you want to say it, there were a lot of different ways that felt they were right, others were wrong, whatever have you, um, it came to the point where, um, people were killing in the name of God. Again, obviously, if people are drawn to that conclusion and thinking that doing um, harmful actions against their brothers and sisters is a, you know, a pure message of God, um, it, it's just one of those things, again, where the reason why so many difficulties are going to be um, kind of hurdled with me is because putting it into light that not everyone is going to like that message because it goes against what they were told or taught and again you know the whole kindness love joy happiness um respect um everything that really truly aligns with what would be portrayed you know now also i i've been putting out their higher power because i do and they were you know i was corrected um god is uh again a regional kind of cultural construct, um, that term isn't a term that everyone recognizes. So I have been saying higher power because that to me is actually, it's the more, um, general term that depicts in, you know, whatever way you want to say it, um, or however you want to, you know, identify it. It's essentially going to be termed to me as higher power because it's the, if you want to say, um, PC as far as, you know, that whole notion is going and with it I really I really feel that you know that's been the more just I don't know I remember this only because um the friend who I mentioned the other day where he was very gung-ho on just his values just his religion just his perspective um he dated somebody who was actually a really good guy and I met him and you know I was there for a couple of um moments during their argumentation and the, the person he was dating was a Buddhist practiced spiritual you know um spiritual uh, methods on how to obtain his you know reach to god he didn't call it god or jesus he called um and it's funny because we i came to this conclusion and i said you know what don't call it this don't call it that just say it's love and essentially it's interesting because they both agreed on that term was the ideal term because when you think of you know whatever you want to think of the overall message should be love, or the, the the term, or the one word that would describe any of these, um, you know, deities, or any of these, you know, lights, light workers, whatever you want to call them, would be love, because essentially that's all they would promote. Again, back to the basics. Um, and so with that, um, obstacles I have, you know, been placed into hurdles that I have encountered. Um, showing the strengths and weaknesses, being, you know, 
are put into positions, everything X, Y, Z, the point of everything, again, isn't anything but the fact that a person, and you can take away religion, society, money, constructs, everything. If you take it all away and you look at the basic, basic fundament, what's going on? And that person is asking for help. What are the ones who are observing going to do? Are they going to help or are they going to sit idly by and just spectate? That is the overall message. What a person has with their true moral judgment, the ability to show human compassion, empathy, love, kindness, the conveyance of being there for one another, holding hands, you know, helping out, everything when it comes down to it, the basic message of this is there's a person, moi, who is in need of support. And those who can't support me, the question is, will they or won't they? And again, this was done in the approach because what needed to happen was the quote-unquote wolves or the ones who were in, in the working for the churches, they were um, conveying or delivering God's message, quote-unquote, but they weren't. They were, you know, their God doesn't align with what love would be. It again goes back to the opposition. And a lot of people have listened to those people because of different, you know, components. I've said this in the past segments. But again, when it comes down to it, what I've done and what I'm doing, it is something to promote this whole notion that people are going to be able to stand up and say something when they know something isn't right. To be a moral person, one of just characteristics, one of great attributes, that's going to say, no, this is wrong. And say why and you know it's one of those things again where everything has been done said and delivered for reasons shown it's it's one of those things again where people have to remember what and you know this is i think was on the band for a while what would jesus do it's something like that it's one of those things where do you really think that you know god or angels or any you know however you want to say it would just sit and watch or talk shit about, you know, somebody who is lying in the mud or something, or who is, you know, in desperate pain. It, it goes back to the whole basic fundaments of what is going on. If you look at literally me as a person asking and reaching out to um, the ones who I thought were going to be there. And, you know, from what was semi-conveyed to me the other day, um, I understand that there are people who are there for me. I just... I'm okay as, as long as I know, uh, as I don't know to what extent, but apparently those who are there are much greater than those who are not. And perhaps that's a great sign because it shows, um, it, it just, I don't know, it made me feel a lot better. I, and I, I think they know I needed that. Um, again, I don't know to what extent, you know. I know in the beginning of this, I was would quote 50 people because, I mean, I, I just, I don't know why 50 just seems like a good number. I always came to that number. But um, yeah, again, everything that I've done and I'm doing, it goes back to the, the basic message of morals, values, um, just basic compassion and love. It, it just, it's really, that's it. Um, are people willing to do that or again are they not going to and then if 
a person knows what's right or knows what's moral and they screw the ethics because at this point they know that the ethics are are not right at this point they need to realign and readjust what people expect or have standards of to i don't know walk out and be the one person to stand you know i don't know to walk in front of whatever bullshit's behind them and say you know what i'm going to put my hand out and offer the assistance or it's one of those things where this is again the time where people are going to have to really do some soul searching essentially or like just really go back to i don't know what they know is truly right and again that goes back to the whole basics of positive negative you know happy sorrow um whatever you want to say it's just gonna be i they want me to say this now i, I don't know why but um there's more to it except for i'm actually kind of hungry and this smells really good so i will have to continue this conversation later okay so with this i think this is probably the last if not one of oh sorry if not one of the last um recordings to be put in here um and again um or to put out there real quick uh some of the things that are going to be said in this one um not entirely sure of the detail or the facts as far as things i'll, I'll be stating they're just going to be mere examples i guess you could say so don't focus on the detail to what's being said just the overall message of what's trying to be delivered there you go um so with that uh reflection on yesterday's little thing um ultimately if there was an individual or a group or however that were excited to hear the possibility of me saying that the you know pope is the antichrist um i said at first that those should be those people should be examined um because possibilities of being opposition not true um most likely they are not if you know pretty much sure they're not um however if anything they are just simply in confusion um because again uh it's it's one of those things where it helps bring people to a state of reflection where they have to kind of understand why essentially they were excited or why they were happy why they thought you know you know this was an ideal situation for them and their purpose um to that i would say well first what's what's the reason you detest that you know, individual and keep in mind this is i'm just saying the pope because that's obviously a very um large individual as far as you know um who it is and the, the influence this person has on the church but this can be again taken from a general context to any religion any figure i'm just using the pope as example so don't you know think that i have a, a hard on against them i don't it's just again it's something that in my era we can easily relate to because there is a good chunk i think the christianity catholicism is the largest religion practiced you know worldwide so obviously it's just a connecting uh tool to me but anyways back to what i'm saying um ask yourselves why is it that you believe that this individual runs um 
runs society in the world into a downward you know, trend? Or why do you think that this person is ultimately the Antichrist? Or why do you think X, Y, Z? Again, um, I could understand the reasons why people would think that there are, you know, uh, relatable or um, concrete evidence that would support this, you know, kind of statement. But again, I look into the detail of it where perhaps unless the Pope himself was clearly in a run where he says, do XYZ, do XYZ, we're going to do XYZ, then that's a different story. But again, if these priests or these individuals are acting of their own free will behind the Pope's back, how can we blame the Pope for their discretion, for their sinful behavior? You know, it's one of those things again where perhaps there have been a lot of issues um, but again, if those issues aren't directly related to the individual, then I don't know, I couldn't say that he himself is the Antichrist, but I can say that the people who are committing the sins against these children or these women, um, they do have some issues that need to be tended to. And again, I you know, sent emails to the church on how to best propose certain situations such as that, um, and hopefully avoid those kind of occurrences again. But ultimately, what it comes down to is reflecting on the person who may have been excited that that could have been a possibility of the statement that I would have said. Um, again, also looking at a lot of the past um, situations, I've noted that you know the church has built you know, more blood in God's name than anyone else. Uh, there's been a lot of different circumstances, issues that have related to like the Salem witch trials, um, where a lot of innocent people were you know murdered essentially. It's unfortunate not change the past. Um, we can, however, reflect on the current, the present, and then that can be our overall judgment on how we're going to receive in the future. So again, it's like, I can't blame Biden for the, you know, Cuban Missile Crisis, nor could I blame Trump for World War One. That's just stupid. You know, it's one of those things where we can't go back and blame somebody on these kind of things. Yeah, it happened. Yes, it's a travesty. And what we need to really kind of analyze and focus on is how do they handle that? Again, it's not the mistakes that create us, it's how we handle and react to everything, our responses to these mistakes that kind of identify who we are, whether that be a person or an organization or, you know, a group or whatever you want to call it. Um, did the church do what they could to make amends? Did they try to heal the, the hurt or harm? You know, it's one of those things where you have to look at their their, I guess, behaviors thereafter. Because um, there are plenty of religions that I've noticed, not plenty, but there have been some where they were wrong and they committed really horrible actions. And what do they do in response after the world reacted to that? They continued to commit harm and hurt and place people into really horrible situations. That is what you need to look at, is if a particular organization or institution is careless to what people respond and continue to act and they're hurting and they're inflicting harm or pain, that's where you need to look at those specific uh, institutions and say, well, what the fuck's wrong with you guys, essentially. And two, another thing, and I hate to say this because I've been, you know, I've been putting it out there here and there as far as religious institutions can sometimes be a business, um, but we have to look at it that way. And if you look at, you know, Catholicism as a business, it is the largest business out there when it comes to the religious um, institutions. Um, and with that, there will always be a rival. There will always be a person or a group that wants to outdo them. Um, and this is 
relevant in every which way. And I, I've only, again, this is all hypothetical, I'm not entirely going to detail, but like with Microsoft. Microsoft, big, booming, like amazing, you know, uh, computer tech stuff, they are number one. I guess there is uh, an anti-trust kind of um, lawsuit going against Microsoft for dominating the market or something. Um, and from what I saw, because honestly, I just Googled it real quick, um, it's being something that started from the United States. The way I look at it, and this is just me being an analytical thinker, um, when I saw it was the United States suing uh, Microsoft, my first thought is, well, doesn't the United States have partnership with Apple? And so if that's the case, then this, to me, it looks like Apple's trying, to, or the United States government is trying to up Apple's game by, you know, removing Microsoft from it. And that's all like hearsay again. But to me, it goes along the lines of there's always going to be somebody who wants to challenge number one. And regardless, you have to look at the reasons as to why they're doing it. Um, and this is the problem I see with a lot of businesses. I'm going to take this now to a business perspective where, yeah, Microsoft has dominated. Yeah, Microsoft is great. I'm not going to say anything bad about it because honestly, I'm a Microsoft person and so is my family. We've always been Microsoft people. Um, Apple, it's nice but it's also so different um, and it's super expensive so I would never afford it nor would I want to spend that much money on a computer though I can see why people would um, and so this is the thing that I see is with Apple being you know a big up and coming how about instead of pushing or pulling down Microsoft they I don't know partner with Elon Musk going into SpaceX doing something that is out of the box instead of trying to be number one in one particular spot why don't they just branch out I don't know it's one of those things where if we all started working together towards a prosperous kind of road then we wouldn't have to worry about holding people back and I'm sure Microsoft could have done 10,000 things more productive for society had they not this headache you know that they have to probably worry about with the lawsuit but it's one of those things again where we are the ones who hinder each other's success. And when you look at it, if you try to look at Apple's perspective, what are they trying to do? Get a little bit more money? I'm like, okay, slow down and agree, be a little humble, but I understand your whole perspective because you want to be like Microsoft. Who wouldn't want to obtain the number one position? So to me, I say, well, why is it that to be number one, you need to pull number one down? Why can't you just be a gentleman and do this civil rivalry thing where you just up the game, do like something that's wild and crazy. I don't know. Like I said, there's so many different things now with this whole SpaceX that it opens up so many doors to where all these companies could really benefit, you know, or why not have Microsoft and Apple partner in this whole space expedition to where they're working together because it's one of those things again where I'm sure they've had a past, but why not put that past aside and work on the future together? You know, again, if you look at these companies, they're fueled by these intelligent people so why have them working against each other when they can work together it just gets to me sometimes and it's funny because on on my twitter last night um after doing my stuff with mars i had noted that um i found a bunch of different you know what i would kind of look at and say ruins because of just the way that the the um, landscaping is um the circles the, the road kind of textures it looked really like to me from an anthropological perspective it looked like ruins and i was like oh my gosh this is so cool and then i looked at um elon musk because i didn't actually have an idea who he was until recently 
and he has a proposed city to, you know, a landscape as far as what he wants to do on Mars. Which is crazy because I put it side by side between what I saw from the remains and what he wants to propose as a city. I'm like, oh my gosh, they are almost identical. If you look at them, you have like the circle, the roads, and then the other circles on you know the other side. But it's one of those things again where it goes to this whole thing that this is really, I know this isn't real, but I'm going to just put it out there. If, say, he was a person from a descent where they came from Mars, who would care? It's one of those things where, like, oh my gosh, if it makes sense because he's super smart and super charismatic, but he has so many innovative technologies that are geared for the future. It's one of those things, again, where if he's from Mars, then don't leave because it's one of those things where I'm like, we need you here. Like, we could learn from you, but it's also one of those things, again, where... I guess more for me, it's just hopeful thinking to wish we had aliens living on this planet right now because that'd be so cool to literally just, I don't know, again, open up those doors and welcome the new technology and the new history that we could be like, you know, fueled with. I don't know. But anyways, going back and then looking at the past and the future and everything else with Elon Musk, for instance, I noted that with his Teslas, there have been a few accidents. Um, and I don't know what progress there has been thereafter, but I really hope that, you know, whatever happened doesn't stop or hinder, you know, the future possibilities of what he's trying to put out there for us. Because the way I look at a lot of things, especially with my own personal life, is I'll forgive. I won't forget, but then I'll keep that in the back of my head for future. You know, it's one of those things, again, where, okay, so there have been accidents. I'm sure they've done what they could to improve upon that. And I hope that he's been given a chance to continue like working those innovative projects. Because again, how are we going to be able to move forward if we just keep ourselves stuck in the past? Um, it's just one of those things where everything we need to look at when we want to look forward is just to, again, learn from the past mistakes, uh, pay attention to the current um, situations and how we handle them. And then that ultimately will drive us into the future. It's one of those things, again, where moving into a new era has to be one where we kind of lose that bias, that kind of hate, that kind of distrust, uh, just a lot of those emotions that are so instilled within us. And I know it's easier said than done. And, you know, it's one of those things where we also have to look at the past and this is something that I know has been a, a touchy subject because I understand completely why it would be. Um, if people were to look at, say, the, the issues going on currently with the... Um, hold on. One second. If people were to look at some of the issues going on, like in the South, for instance, with the Confederate flags and um, certain individuals for whatever reasons, um, the way I look at it is history is unfortunately something that is going to create our future. We have, like I said in the past, we've learned, we've made mistakes, we learn from them. Um, and ultimately, and I hate to say this because this is the worst part, and this is something that relates to me as well, is the shit that I've dealt with in the past is what made me the person I am today. So, you know, it's 
horrible to to see and to hear and to learn about some of the things in the past that we've all had to endure, whether it be the Holocaust or, you know, just genocide in Rwanda and all these different things here in the U.S. But I would hope that we learn something from those issues and those past events, um, whether it be our own our own abilities to, I don't know, relate or uh, there's just, there has to be something that we take from all these different things. Otherwise, then it's pointless, but it's also one of those those moments where I I will always remember the history. Again, you can forgive it because it's already happened, hopefully. But the thing about it is if people are going to idolize certain events or certain individuals, we need to look at the reasons why they're going to idolize them. So if you're going to idolize, like, let's just put Hitler out in display. If people are going to idolize Hitler in Germany, we need to ask the questions as why. You know, like, what did he do? Again, there can be two different sides. Some of the old Germans for the, the Nazi party are probably like, well, he gave us a rise to, you know, this, this, and that, or whatever. But then you look at the old, you know, the people from old Germany, I guess you could say, before the whole Nazi party, who literally hate and, you know, detest, you know, the whole um, era of what happened during Hitler. So it goes along the lines of, well, then what did Hitler do altogether? What kind of uh, moments did he promote? Um, mass genocide, killing um, racial, you know, segregation, all these different things. So if you look at that individual as a person, are they really one that someone should be idolizing? Like, it's it's just one of those common sense things that I look at where I understand the history behind certain things, but why are we praising certain individuals that killed? And it, it goes to a different line where killing and then defending also, that's that's very uh, thing people need to remind themselves is because some people, unfortunately, have had to engage in these kind of combative modes but they didn't do it because they were aggressing they're doing it because of a defense and those kind of you know tactics or methods some of them can be one to praise because of you know the i don't know it's just one of those things again where they're not going to praise the movement or the whole you know war but if there's a person who brought insightful joy or at least some kind of sense of positive light onto such a dark era then perhaps that's something to look into or concentrate and focus and analyze that whole perspective of. But again, I understand for a lot of people the frustration of having certain individuals or certain, you know, memoirs put out on display. Um, but again, to the people who are, you know, either pro or con, those different items and articles, you need to ask what does that what does the article bring today and what did it bring back in the day? So again, if you're gonna, you know, put a statue of Hitler or Saddam Hussein or something up in you know Times Square what did that person do for you know society and what is that statue going to do for society from there on because again we should really focus on today and the future and again the past and history is essential we you know we all know that history repeats itself um, especially if we don't really pay attention to the key details um, so never forget just you know look at the forgiveness of it and then again try to mature in so much way or hopefully you know those events kind of build a different charisma or different uh, characteristic or attributes of people because I know like with me for instance um, I've been bullied left or right I've had you know I've had moments where yeah I've gotten a few black eyes here and there uh, taken advantage of unwillingly uh, in bed a few times um, 
it's just been those moments they'll kind of they create a backbone and a person who will never make the mistakes that I had in the past so a lot of people I will never forget I will forgive them but I will never forget anything that they've done or some of the stuff that has been done towards me but it's one of those things where I learned a lot from everything you know as far as my um my just just me in general but anyways uh that's going to a different you know story or whatever uh, what I have to say again back to this whole segment is essentially um working together is going to bring us onto a higher plane of life um I understand the whole greed aspect of everything who doesn't want to have a little extra buck um but again how far do people have to go to really pull to pull another down just so you can make a gain it's it's bringing if you go back to the whole thing it's bringing negativity onto a person's life are you going to be that content with earning the extra dollar if you're bringing other people down uh, credit card people um so it goes to this whole line of uh perhaps making the x dollar you know it's going to be a more challenging event because you're going to have to be a little more innovative with doing a little more or having to figure something else out because again if you really look at say you have what microsoft and i'm putting this back to the business aspect because to me it just seems more relevant right now but um microsoft is on the third step let's say apple's on the second step if Apple can work its ass off. All they're going to do really is get Microsoft to second step and then they'll be to the third step. But if Apple didn't do shit to Microsoft and Microsoft was able to continue climbing its steps or whatever to like, you know, six, seven step, well, then so could Apple. And then instead of being at the lower levels, they could all just go to a higher, you know, stepping. Without. I don't know where the steps came from, but essentially I, I'm, I'm picturing in my head it makes sense. Ultimately, just don't fucking like... Um, try to pull people down and that goes to companies and that goes to institutions and again when it comes to just moving together you know here and now that really goes on along the lines of civil cooperation just you know companies from what I remember watching in a lot of movies and I hate to put it back into movie reference but from what I saw companies actually had a lot of respect for each other back in the day there was more of a gentleman's kind of point of view up until I don't know recently where you see all these different things going to a, a section of greed but before you know people used to honor a lot of different things where they used to help each other and that's that's what this whole you know country was built on before was just a whole foundation of being helpful being there for each other not having to worry about having the extra mansion or you know the two extra cars it really was just about the kind and caring you know attributes that we possessed and that's why this country was so loved is because we were able to do that and show it and be you know as strong as we were and it, it, it goes back to the whole thing of we've lost that somewhere and you know I'm hoping that people will be able to find it again because that really is what made this country amazing it, it, you know just the whole the whole aspect that we're able to get along <laughs> but anyways like I said this will probably be one of the last ones I'm going to be doing this audio because um, I've come to this whole realization that perhaps my spiritual journey is coming to its end because, um, yeah, I just don't know. Uh, and with that, I should start concentrating more on the writing. Um, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, have a good one. Okay.
part three, and this is funny because I always make things relevant to numerology, um, and this is definitely another moment of, you know, the third final uh, to this hopeful, you know, audio thing. Um, and it's interesting how insight or knowledge or perspectives are brought onto us in the most interesting moments and events of time. Um, tonight, for instance, uh, I chatted with some guy. Uh, he seemed to be really cool. Uh, we were very, and, you know, he was very correct as far as we were very quick. Um, we didn't really discuss anything about sexual, you know, positions or desires, just not. And to that lack of communication, my head assumed uh, more of a socially kick it and see what happens kind of thing, as opposed to what he's typically, you know, normal on routine, which is, from what I can understand, a, just a different mindset altogether. Um, but with that, uh, very interesting conversation topics brought up, and one which I'm happy he decided to bring, because it kind of ties into a lot of different uh, other previous segments, actually, and I think it actually even concludes it to a very... Um, interesting perspective, I guess. You know, let's take the streets home. Um, with that, um, again, it's interesting because with meeting him, um, and this is how I take all these different, you know, signs, obviously, I was going to smoke, um, but then the lighter was not working to the next level. And I was like, okay, well, even he was like, this is really weird. I don't understand, X, Y, Z, like all these different things. And it, in my head, and I didn't want to say this to him because then I would have thought like he thought I was crazy. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is a fucking sign, Joe. Like, leave. Um, so I was trying to dissect it and everything. And it's interesting because upon my whole choice of wanting to leave, uh, he caught the bullshit. Um, and I'm happy that he did because then I was able to really kind of put out there like, oh, yeah, my sister didn't text me. That was a white light, essentially, so I can just go home without feeling, you know, awkward or weird. Um, but he, he caught, uh, he caught that kind of, in a way. I don't know how, but he was pretty smart on it. And regardless, I ended up telling the truth, saying, you know what, I am on a whole different mindset. I want to chat. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then he's like, okay, I can respect that. Thank you. And I was like, okay. So to me now, um, it's one of those things where I really should, again, this is something that I've been trying to learn from the get-go, it's just be more candor or be more blunt. It would avoid it, you know, some different tensions or emotions that he was feeling. Um, made me feel better. And it's interesting because he, again, is a very Latino, um, very Latino person. His family is of that, you know, heritage and background as well. Um, and he had told me, and this is where my mind started to, like, rush like left and right um but he his mother and you know his immediate family they went from catholicism to buddhism um and the whole thing about it is with that shift his mother according to him feels a sense of joy and a sense of just feeling better ultimately like she according to him she has improved in her life on different ways of you know mannerisms and she just is a lot better essentially, overall, mentally and physically and all this other stuff. But the problem that she faces is the fact that her mother um, despises her because of that shift. Um, and that despise is seriously 
um, from what we were able to kind of talk about, legit from going from Catholicism to Buddhism. And I'm like, well, what's the reason of her anger? You know, and that really is it. Essentially, that's the only reason um, that she was angry was just the shit. I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. I don't understand. Like, it really, to me, I kept on trying to inquire why she was mad because again that doesn't make sense to me why would somebody be pissed off because of a change of religion uh, because of a change of perspective again each religion that is out there should be doing the same thing offering the same messages uh, providing the same kind of mentality um, but what we talked about again is Catholicism is more along the lines of there's a hierarchy there are rules you listen to them and obey them um, and you kind of go along the lines of what the church you know, says is how you should respond to it. Um, with Buddhism, from my understanding, it's more of an individual mindset and a you know, personal approach. Uh, so with that, there really are no rules, essentially, except for the basic ones of, you know, good, positive, this, this, and that. So with that, Buddhism offers, from what I understand, more of an individual mindset of just reaching your own contentness to God or this and that. Whereas Catholicism, it's more of a holding hands. Like you have to rely off of the church in order to reach God. And it's, it's just, again, neither way is right or wrong. But from what we kind of got from this conversation or what I you know, kind of ascertained from it was with the hand holding, with uh, people being so uh, dependent on religion, it comes to this point of religion has been able to again morph and condition the mindset and mentality of people to where they can believe something is right but really it isn't right and one thing that we talked about that I I guess this is why I'm more upset with myself is the fact that people are dying um, with this horrible feeling and notion that you know what they believe or what they've been told to believe in is the right way when truly it's I mean again back to the basics do you think degrading another person is a really a positive aspect that Jesus would be completely thrilled and ecstatic about do you think that alienating people and making them feel like shit is just what God would intend for the children um, no but because it's coming from an institution that we trust and that we've been conditioned to trust in they don't think they're wrong and that's where a lot of this this whole individual uh, mindset comes into everything I've done and said essentially it's been left up to the individual person to to make their own choices to analyze their own ways which is why I don't believe that religion should really put a, um, a position onto political views or you know stuff like that because if they've conditioned a whole mass of people to think the way they think then essentially they can buy their votes or they can get what they want their point of view uh, sent across which I mean based on the church at the point in time it could be for the right reasons or the wrong again it's to each you know each era but when it comes down to it the one thing that I, I said and I really put this out there because this is exactly what we really are here for we are children of God and I said that a bazillion times we are you know we are there that he is there for, or he or she is there for us but when it comes down to it we're not meant to just be the children of god we're essentially supposed to be the warriors we're supposed to be the ones who jab back you know it's one of those things where we i said this in the past we put our faith into god when we are 
not sure if we can quite do it, but we know God can take care of it. God puts you know, his or her trust into us when they believe that we're capable of doing it. And the thing is, is we're more than capable of defending ourselves. We're more than capable of helping each other out. We're more than capable of showing kindness, love, all this and that. And again, it's one of those things where we are not meant to be children. We're meant to be the warriors. We're supposed to be the ones who stand up for each other to, you know, essentially fight back. It's one of those things where we're not pushovers. People are pushovers. We've seen the dedication and passion people put into their work, whether it be in science or health or medicine or education or whatever. We combat the evils and the opposition every day, every moment, essentially. And it's one of those things where people need to be reminded of that is being a warrior also means yeah you can take the orders which is essentially to look at the quote-unquote orders from you know our higher power the orders are to be good to you know spread good to act on good faith and all this and that um and with those quote-unquote orders that's it like we are supposed to make up our own mindset our own perspective our own mentality on what's right and wrong we're not supposed to have um, anyone hold our hands because we're not kids again it goes down to the whole notion of we shouldn't depend on any institution we should depend on ourselves to make the right choices and it comes down to the whole aspect of um, what I've been saying in the past so anyways um, I, it still wraps around my head I don't understand why someone would just be mad because you changed but then coming down you know, continuing to talk about it more and more it turns out that perhaps, and this is where some of the older generations may rely on you know, certain beliefs and institutions, because again, what I propose, or what I say, which is you know, divine or whatever, but anyways, um, what's been said through me uh, is that to eventually to gain your way into heaven or nirvana or you know, to a better afterlife, you need to improve. You need to try. You need to want to have some betterment in your life. Um, and that's essentially what it is. Uh, some institutions believe that if you repent at your deathbed, regardless of how you lived your life, that one repentance, that one moment of saying, I'm sorry, is enough to gain access into heaven. And there are a lot of people in those older generations who have lived shitty lives and they have done some shitty shit. And when it comes down to it, a lot of them, especially from what I understood with you know, our conversation, is they're afraid of the afterlife because they don't want to believe in this new mentality because then they're, they would think they're shit out of luck. And you know, it's with that understanding and with that belief, they shy away from it because they're afraid of the truth, the denial and rejection of what they know is more likely right and correct. And to with that whole notion of, you know, people who will one day hear this and, you know, either reject or accept it, you have to ask, are they rejecting the idea of what's being said? because of how they've lived their life, because of what they believe that they're going to end up. It's, it's one of those things where people are gonna reject something, even if they see it, because they're afraid not of you know anything else other than the fact that if they leave a certain belief system, then they're gonna be damned to hell. And with this whole mindset, people are kind of, it really does suck because do they know it doesn't matter which you know institution you're following if you're doing wrong committing the act of sin regardless you're gonna go to, you're gonna go to hell or you're gonna be in purgatory depending on you know the situation but it's one of those things where being in denial of it and rejecting the idea of in you know, real life situations doesn't change the aftermath of what's gonna happen 
And I guess that's another thing of why I wish I was at least known to, I don't know, someone or, you know, 10 other people or something, where to the essence of, um, because people who are in that mindset, I feel that if they're presented the opportunity to see that, you know, of divine intervention, where perhaps, and this goes into a whole mature, um, mentality of people, and I, I believe people are, are very capable of being mature and doing the right thing, but if they're presented with the whole notion of, oh shit, this person is the opposite of what I've been told is true and good and value, and this is not, um, then perhaps maybe their mind would change on their whole perspective of what they think is appropriate or not appropriate. So it's like, for people who think gay people are bad, essentially, um, you ask themselves why. Well, that's because they've been told by their established for their whole life, and their parents for their lives before and all this is not and then you see the lifestyle of the gay people and yeah it's a lot more cavalier it's a little more um you know just out there sometimes but it's one of those things where they pinpoint on those negative aspects of values and blow them out of proportion and then without even understanding or analyzing why somebody would engage in certain behaviors they just put them down so it's one of those things where again i don't ever really go into a full explanation or analyzation or I don't need to come up with 20 different uh, resources and references to what I'm saying or doing because I don't need to prove what I'm doing is right or wrong because what I'm doing I know if a real person of good morals and values will listen to what I'm saying they'll realize that what I'm saying is of good nature and is of real kind of common sense and that whole aspect of the golden rule and XYZ and it really goes down into the basic uh parameters and fundaments of what we've been told again um and i i feel bad because again this guy was he's a nice guy um and it's interesting because what got to me too is him being a, a buddhist you know like he changed his whole mannerisms and, and beliefs and everything with his mother but a reason i also didn't sit in the bed you know because it's one of the things where he was like laying in the bed and i was like standing up and you know First, I was in my undies, and then I put my shirt on because it's, I, I don't feel comfortable without it. And then he kept on putting out there, you know, like all these different things. And I let him know the reason I feel awkward and kind of uncomfortable is because, like, I don't know to what extent. I told him I don't know what extent you believe in the energies because obviously you're Buddhist, so you have to have a fundamental understanding with you know vibrations, frequency, this, this, and that. He's like, yeah. I was like, well, do you know or? them when they're around you and he's like no and it's like well okay well this is the reason why i'm not sitting in the bed with you and again he was in a, a motel so this is very this would be common because i that's why i don't like going to motels for that reason is there was a lot of really dark energy that was you know all over the bed and all over him and i could see it and i could feel it and it was very uncomfortable to me and though i you know tried very hard to hide it he could see it and it's just one of those things where i just I don't like being in those situations. So what gets to me though, is when I told him the reason why I didn't want to sit next to him or the reason why I didn't feel comfortable, um, I was like, you know what? There's a lot of shit there, this is not. It was just like a bunch of different reasons. And I then told him, I was like, you know what? Can I show you something or can I, can I do like a quick cleanse or something? Because to me, I wouldn't have felt comfortable staying there regardless at this point because I just need to clean clean up the area. The room was just full of it. Um, and he, he didn't, he was dismissive with it. Understandably why, you know, like, it's just one of those things where 
again, we came out this whole night with a whole different mindset. Um, and I, I get it. Like, I guess to me, the whole sexual part of everything is usually something that occurs after the socializing too. And I guess that's, you know, I guess that's my old person traditional mentality sometimes. Um, is that I still like to get to know people. I still like to conversate for, you know, whatever time. I guess that's the whole dating thing that the app screwed up. I hate the apps for this reason. When Grindr came out, dating was like non-existent and I hated that so much because people just now rely off of the intense amount of sex that can be, you know, occurring or recurring and this, this and that. But anyways, um, back to what I was saying earlier, with this whole, you know, this whole knowing of uh, knowing the energies are all over him and I gave him the reason why with the residue as far as, you know, he's bringing random people over and I even told him, I was like, if they have shitty ass energy and they're drawing it to you, you're going to be stuck with it and put you down. So he was totally accepting and understanding to the whole point of what I was saying. But then when I told him, I was like, well, do you mind if I like just, you know, kind of cleanse it or something? He was rejected to the idea. I was like, well, why? He's like, I don't want to be exposed to it because I don't want to be, um, Put into that environment where I can see it, or you know, like he, he didn't want to um, engage with the spiritual practice because he didn't want to be um, tied into it, which I get and understand because I've said this in the past. If you're not ready for it, don't you know be part of it. But what I was telling him, I was like, what I'm doing is not going to make you sensitive to it. What I'm doing is going to make the room um, to a level where I feel comfortable because, or again, you may not see or feel it, but I do. And I was just like, this point of it, it's very discomforting to me um but he still was kind of rejected to the idea um because he didn't want to just adhere to it and i understand um and it's interesting because when we talked about energies he's like well i only believe in positive energies positive energies and good vibes and you know happy people and this and that i was like that's great and i told him like you are a good person i can tell like you have a bright aura you have really high levels here and there like i can i told him i was like i see it and i feel it however again back to your company and your current environment though you're a good person the shit that's around you you're gonna drag you down and i told him like you should know with frequency upon you know with the buddhist perspective if you're at a high frequency a high elevation you're seen by the higher vibes you're seen by the angels but if you're kind of you know being attached to these like low vibes or negative energies or demons or whatever you want to call them then it's going to drag you down it's going to put you down to a level where you're more visible to the opposition and he's like, well, I get that. And I was like, so you understand now that there is a positive negative. Regardless, if you want to be happy all the time, though there are unhappy people around you, it's still going to drag you down. So, and I told him, I was like, that's the thing about what we need to you know, be reminded of is that we still have to have a defense. Like there can't be without arms kind of thing, you know, like even the angels carry their swords. It's one of those things where though peace and prosperity and happiness is the goal, there is still the understanding that there will be an opposition. You know, it's one of those things where just choosing how to, you know, engage, interact, accept, this is not, is a whole different story. You know, I wish the world could be a full happy place, but then that's going to be impossible because there will be that one person who wants to step up and just, you know, control it all. And, and there's just a whole different story with that one. But ultimately, um, he also brought into the whole thing because I asked him about, well, how do you, how do you cleanse yourself or how do you, the energies he's like well i do chants and i was like well that that's good i was like so you believe in you know prayer kind of thing he's like yeah i was like this is and this is where a lot of this came down to where i told him prayer is strong but it's not i guess you could say the strongest kind of thing i was like if you really again putting back to the whole notion of we are our warriors we are the ones who defend ourselves we're the ones who 
you know, take arms against the opposition. When it comes down to it, prayer is it's strong, but it's still gonna there's still gonna be stuff that's attached there. Prayer doesn't just remove it kind of thing, essentially is what I'm trying to say. And I told him that you still have to have either, you know, the the environment has to be shifted into a sense where you'll be inviting the positive energies or you'll be welcoming the angelic, you know, vibes. It's one of those things again where Yes, prayer is strong, but if you're praying and you're praying around nothing but demons, it's going to be a little more difficult for that prayer to reach the light, essentially. So I told him, I was like, yeah, I get it, but how can you essentially pray in the dark, is what I'm trying to say. You're praying in the abyss. You will get the prayer up there, but it'll take time, it'll be a lot difficult, and so it's one of those things where why not make it easier for you and more comforting for me where we can just... I told him, I was like, all it is is two minutes. And then I put out there even that I could show him essentially everything that I'm talking about. That way he knew I wasn't lying about, you know, my discomfort. That there was essentially a lot of shit there. And I told him, I was like, I will I will cleanse it for you. And then we can go back to you and this and that. And then it's just one of those things where, I mean, he had his mind made up. And I, I get it because I told him, I was like, I'm sorry. I tend to be over social and very chatty. And, and that's the thing too is he was talking about how he's in groups and he's into groups and then he even gave like this whole like um uh monologue i guess is what they call where he's just like you're making me uncomfortable for people like he started talking about how he takes the um the uncomfort and puts it into his own voice to where he will uh attach it to his like you know a firm voice and notion and so he's like and i was like okay we'll give you an example he's like well you know what if i if I notice that somebody's in a group situation and they're making things really unsettling, I'll tell them, I'll be straight up, I'll put it out there and make them feel uncomfortable because if they're fucking up the vibe, they're fucking up the vibe. And I was like, and people respond to this, and he's like, yeah, they respond to it. And I was like, but is it a receptive response? And he's like, no, it's an aggressive one. And I was like, so wait, you're a Buddhist who likes to aggress and build anger. I was like, and you don't want to see the energies or believe in that. To me, at this point, I'm almost like, well, what's the point of calling yourself a Buddhist if you don't follow any of the guidelines with it? And it's almost like, and I told him, I was like, well, it's like saying you're Catholic and don't believe in Jesus. Like, I don't understand. And this is where I have to ask people, if you're going to say you're a specific spiritual practice or a religious institution, then at least follow by the rules or at least adhere to the guidelines thereof. Um, And I think that's where a lot of issues I've seen a lot lately is people will say that they're Catholic, but then not know, you know, jack shit about Catholicism, you know, or they'll say they're completely Buddhist, but not believe in energies, and I'm like, well, eh, you know, to, to this whole mindset, I'm just kind of, like, confused, um, but regardless, and I told him, I was like, you know what, regardless, whatever you want to believe, or how you want to approach it, that's all you, I was like, every, that's the whole thing about this, everything I've been doing is, it's the individual's approach, the individual's mindset, how they want to do it, and how they want it to be done, and I, you know, I told him, I was like, I, I, funny because I bet anything that his mom and I would get along famously because she seems exactly how I would be, you know, where she, I asked him, I'm like, well, what'd your mom do in a situation where you came across this situation? She's, he's like, well, my mom would ask for their name. And I was like, okay. And then she'd like, pray for him or pray for her. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, that's exactly what I do. You know, it's one of those things where forgiveness again, and it's that whole sense of just, self self reassuring feeling that regardless of how other people are going to be you know that you're doing ex- 
exactly what you want to do. And so when it comes down to this whole individual perspective and approach to everything, whatever makes a person comfortable, just do whatever you want to do, um, regardless of what other people are going to say. Yes, there are going to be like opposing statements and words and very harsh ones. And I've been like with him and his family separation and certain things are occurring within just that lineage. It sucks, but then you have to wonder why, you know? And again, he kept on going on and on. She's a bitch, she's a bitch, she's a bitch. And I was like, well, I mean, is she a bitch for a reason? Like there has to be some kind of point of view from her where she's acting this way. And again, um, going back to different beliefs and how people grew up in them and their whole conditioning and mindset of, well, I can be a sinner my whole life. And then at the last portion of my life, then X, Y, Z. Perhaps people are ready to change because they know that they're afraid of what's to come. And, and maybe this is a false sense of security for them to believe in, you know, the ways of a certain, you know, institution. And it is sad because, again, that false sense of security is not going to get them into heaven. Again, it's going to be one of those things where, okay, so you denied what was presented to you, um, but why? And then you're going to say, because you can't lie at these gates, let me just tell you what. But what you're going to say is essentially what you would wish you could say is a lie, but the truth will come out. And with that truth, you're going to be put into a, a whole different perspective and mindset. And then when you're, you know, put down into the other stuff, the other side of things, you really wish that you had, I don't know, modified your perspective on things, I guess. Because again, okay, this is a freeway thing. Um, but again, um, to those who don't want to believe in a certain way or whatever, or those who ridicule a new way, don't take too much into it because we'll never know why they're acting out or why they're uh, responding in such a hate um, when it comes down to it whatever they decide to do and however they decide to do it will be on again on their own terms their behaviors and actions are going to be just on their own um, so if people decide to shift and change again to, and I wish I could have said this to the mother I'm like well you guys keep on going on and on and on about how you know this is a better way this is a better approach this is I'm like to her, the, to the grandmother, she might not think that at all. She might think that this is the devil or something. You know, like, and so with that, show this grandmother how much better your life is. Not by telling her, but by showing her. Be like, you know what? My shit's together. My crap is together. Like, I'm happy. Like, people don't respond to statements of, you know, X, Y, Z. They, they usually, typically, from what I understand, will respond to what they see. And if you are saying that you're doing better, you're doing better, you're doing better, well, that's, I mean, everyone can say I'm doing better, but to actually prove that you're doing better and by showing it by, hey, my shit's together, I'm going vacation, I'm hanging out with my boyfriend, you know, some of those things where by giving them that little attention to that whole, you know, um, I guess, topic, it just kind of puts this whole mindset of, in time, the grandmother, hopefully she has the time, but in time she will change her own perspective on this whole approach on her own and if she does it'll be into a whole different modified experience to where she'll more likely blend the catholicism with the buddhism because that's essentially what i've been telling people to do is every approach is your own unique individual approach there's no right way or one way um ultimately when it comes down to it i don't expect you know people to shift from one religion to another or spirituality to this or that if anything i expect people to infuse it to supplement and you know to add on because even when i was saying about earlier with the whole um the microsoft apple and um uh, spacex how much better would life be 
for technology and advancements. And if those three people who, you know, uh, Gates, uh, I don't know the person Apple, and the only reason I know Elon Musk is because recently I've been looking him up. But it's one of those things where those three are beyond brilliant. They have the funds. They have the, it's just intelligent. But imagine if they stop bickering amongst each other and fighting each other to, you know, try to obtain whatever position of, you know, pissing contests they're doing. Then essentially, if they were to work together, how far could we get just with that team? You know, it's one of those things where, again, with religion, I don't understand why they're all, you know, going one after another saying this, this, and that. If you really look at it, again, we all should be aligned with the same values and virtues. We should all be listening to one another it, it goes down to the whole thing of how much further would we have gone in life if all the religions just were cool with each other if they all respected one another if there were no wars or hate or you know superiority minds of i'm better than yours or your religion's wrong if people just fucking got along then how much better would life have been you know it's, it's again back to the whole thing of the pissing contest with the different corporations had they just i don't know turn to each other and say, you know what, I like this, or you like that, let's just go ahead and, you know, try something out, and you know, it's that mentality of just collaboration again, Elon Musk wants to go to a, a state of interplanetary, you know, habitation, that could be fueled to, a catalyzed to a level of so much faster, if we had our mindset, everyone together on this one, as opposed to, One's going to do it this way, one's going to do it that way, one nation's going to go this way, one nation's going to go that way. I'm like, what if all nations decide to go to one planet? As opposed to, you know, and that's the thing too, is like, what if we all decide to go on one planet, one ship? Or, you know, it's, it's not your ship, it's not our ship, it's not their ship, it's our ship. And that goes into the whole mindset of one single federation kind of thing. I don't know. Like, it, it, it's a beautiful thing when we're able to work together. And that's the mentality that needs to be brought into it, is we may have our own individual approach, our own individual mindset on every aspect, but if we're willing to put that shit aside and work together as one team, one family, one, you know, planet, then shit, you know, I just feel like that would be the ultimate goal that we could achieve, is at least having peace amongst each other and the respect to, I don't know, just make history. And that's the thing too, I guess that's where I'm trying to say to if, I mean, I know they'll never hear this, but one of those things where, like, to those either religious heads or those political heads or those corporate heads, it comes down to this point where you can make fucking history if you really wanted to. And the whole thing is having, and this is what I would say, having your name in history is way more important and way more valuable, in my opinion, than, I don't know, trying to outdo the other person on a financial status or trying to overdo the another religion. Or even, To me, all time will say about you is that you were a bully. Like, and, you know, that's what it will come down to is people who try to really aggressively do certain things. And people may have this mentality of them now, but it'll morph. Trust me, I already know it's going to morph. And what people will see about the people today is that they're bullies, they're assholes, they're shit talkers. And that's the thing is, you don't want to be on that wrong side of the list. And that's the thing that people need to understand is it's going to be a, a very interesting transition that's already, I guess, in play. Um, and at this point, I feel that perhaps this is the reason why my whole spiritual journey is coming to its, its final conclusion is because I, I don't have anything more to say. I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of interesting. It's I just did like a, a literal 360 on everything. Like, 
I said in the beginning, the whole individual approach. I said today, the whole individual approach. Um, when it comes down to it, if anyone ever hears this, you know, and a bazillion different segments I have, it comes down to the whole notion of um, just respect, golden rule, virtues, um, being better by sharing, by, you know, but also being mindful. It just comes into all these different mindsets. And I think, too, what it really comes down to, especially on my own perspective, is that don't judge a book by its cover. You know, it, it comes down to the whole notion of sometimes people of good good value and good traits, and I've seen this a lot in the past couple of years, are put into really shitty situations to where, you know, as something that shouldn't have been or wouldn't have become, became, and that's not their fault. It, again, goes down to what, what happened, and a lot of times what happens is something that is beyond our control. Like I said, society is able to fix a lot of these issues, and I hope one day that's the case. You know, there are so many things that could be resolved, again, if people go back to the mindset of thinking about the little person, about respecting the small business, about tending to those in need. It goes down to just the basics of what we call human rights, you know, to the whole essence of respecting whether sex orientation, uh, gender, race. It goes down to the whole notion of kindness, loving, caring, and, and whether being empathetic or compassionate, just the notion of being there for another person, you know, and even tonight, I know that he probably hates me because obviously, you know, it didn't go down as planned. But to me, he, he, I hate to say it's he, did great as far as he made me feel, you know, like, I just felt good. Because, I mean, regardless of, you know, how it just got awkward for a moment and it got pretty tense for a while, um, I, I, it was nice to, and I even told him, I was like, you know what? Because when I was laying there, and I, I even said, I was like, I really enjoyed, and I told him the most of this was just like laying there, and like just, he was holding me, and I was like, oh gosh, I really, you know, and this happened a couple months ago, where I, I, I realized at that point, I really do miss having a partner, and I really wish I could have that traditional lifestyle again, where I didn't have to meet somebody for the first time and try to like, you know, <sighs> And what gets to me too is we try to go against our stigmas and like the stereotypes that people place on us, but then we have to remember that we sometimes do it to ourselves because even he said it best actually. He's like, you know, what do you expect? We're two gay guys, you know, we're sitting here and uh, I was like, yeah, you just, you just, you know, confirm the whole stereotypical mindset and attitude of some people who just think gays are full of sex, debauchery, drugs, like all these sort of things. I'm like, which... I mean, I don't think that 90% of us are. There are the 10%, yeah. But it's one of those things where even on Grindr, and that's why I told him, I was like, you know what? I I honestly am at this like whole mindset where the people in my area who have just been like fucking around with me are just you know, fucking around. They're essentially making new profiles and just, you know, people just need a life. Anyways, but beyond the point, um, it's just one of those things where I don't I don't like to fit the stereotype because I know I'm not. Um, and though he said that he, in a continuous way, will meet new individuals and you know engage in the activities thereof, I guess that's too where we we change or we differ because I I know I've met people and I know I've had my you know moments here and there, 
but even in those moments of like to engage in a sexual intimacy there is still like a good seven hours sometimes if not more between socializing conversating with another person before that even happens and i guess that's too where our, he and i had this huge issue was i told him I was like you know what i thought if we had gone that route it would have just eventually naturally evolved kind of thing but and i told him i was like the fact that it was more of a go shower go shower shower and i wouldn't shower because i was like told him i was enjoying laying there i guess that just sparked a lot more anger than anything else and then so i'm on grinder again i was like oh my gosh this is obviously not going to happen because even when i was trying to explain to him again what would have made me comfortable his mindset was no i don't feel comfortable anymore i'm just going to do it and i was like i'm sorry and so with that it almost makes me feel back to this whole point of why am i meeting people who are treating me the same way it's one of the things where i guess now i can literally define myself as insane because the insanity of me believing that perhaps somebody will treat me of i don't know a, a characteristic of a person has been kind of put to play of what this sucks you know it's just really i don't know i i guess i don't know um this is that's a whole different thing but that's all gonna be venting to myself but when it comes down to this audio if people ever hear it i guess the whole final piece and conclusion to everything that's going to be said is just be who you are do what makes you happy and have your own individual mindset when it comes down to it um, people are going to realize what's right and wrong they're going to understand what's really you know true good in nature and what's obviously not and the thing about you know certain religions and institutions is they will if they don't understand those qualities and accept those virtues and morals that people are innately going to start picking up on themselves and they're going to start to wither away into the past and they're going to eventually crumble and to those religions or institutions that do crumble i have no pity for them at this point because i come to this realization that they're only crumbling at their own will their own choice to to essentially become a religion of the past is because their inability to to essentially just be good in nature and when it comes down to it if you're not good in nature if you're not going to promote the right messages and morals and virtues then you shouldn't be a church for god you know or the higher power you should essentially do exactly what will be happening to you know some here and there which is essentially falling down um you're going to see and that's the thing too is depending on when people hear this and uh, whatever um it's going to be a very interesting i kind of it would be kind of interesting if people were to hear this after the ones I know which will be crumbling and crumble because it goes into this whole mindset of it's just it's just interesting because it's like almost telling the future because it's not the future well yeah anyway but back to the original point because this is becoming much longer than I thought it was going to be um again it doesn't matter what religion you practice or spirituality just do you um if people are going to talk shit don't try to understand them at this point understand what you can but don't overthink it and don't overdo it um it goes back to i think everything i said in the past even my writings were you know just do you be good do great be you know don't tell people how amazing you're doing because we all know that that can be full of shit to show them you know and when they see that their lives are shitty because of whatever reasons or choices they're making and that yours is doing better then they'll probably want to change it up on their own um hopefully they have the time you know but yeah I guess that's I'm trying to make sure I don't have any blanks in this because then I would really be angry if I have a fourth second to this because 
finalizing in a third part finale kind of thing to me seems like adequate but um yeah um I don't know what's gonna happen hereafter and I guess this is more like a, a personal like if anyone ever uses a personal um conclusion uh like I said i I still have my moments where I, you know, I get my little praise and my little moments of discussion with, you know, our others up, up above, but it's been, you know, further and further apart, um, and I, I want to believe that it's, you know, what they said on the positive note where you're doing better, you don't need us as much, like things are, are it, it, I guess the level of maturity and I guess it comes to the sense of when I needed the guidance, they were there for me because obviously there was no other guidance factors or you know kind of mentors for me um and so with that they took the lead which was great but i i guess on a skeptical side too i perhaps they don't see any future growth with me or i don't know i feel like i know they wouldn't abandon me it's just maybe just my own personal feeling of um of failure and distraught uh, I, I don't really know how to like I, I have, I failed tests. Obviously, I, I can't do a written exam for the life of me. And so failure is no, you know, stranger to me. But when it comes to something that I, as, as much as I was passionate and dedicated, and I knew I was doing everything in the right and under what they had, you know, told me to do, I just feel such a level of just, I don't know. And you know, and like I said, I feel like my biggest issue especially right now is the fact that I'm going to continue obviously living because now I need to get myself out of the clouds like literally out of the clouds and back into reality because at this point you know like reality is really catching up to me as far as bills and like this and that and, uh, I guess the, like I said the biggest fear for me that I've always had is the fact that I don't want to regress into a, a notion of, I just, I don't, I don't know. There are different, there are different things that were shown to me. And you know what, this I will say on a final note. There are different things shown to me um, as far as my whole death. I've always mentioned the one that was, you know, me on the ground being, you know, whatever. I've never mentioned the other. And the other one was always more the, um, I guess a darker kind of uh, approach to my like death and I guess I didn't want to ever say it because <clears throat> um, I don't really like manifesting oh my gosh my throat's catching me <clears throat> maybe that's a sign I shouldn't say it um, but yeah never mind I won't say it but anyways um, when it comes to it that would be a very much, um, if that path were to take place, it's crazy because from what I've been told is that would end a lot different. It, it would, all of a sudden, it goes back to, again, the, the death of, you know, one of my predecessors. Uh, when it comes down to it, people didn't realize the mistake that they made until that moment was done. And it's, it goes to this whole mindset of people aren't going to realize everything that they had lost until it's gone. It's, you know, you, you you take for granted what you have until it's no longer there. But that again, 
different mindset, different kind of perspective, and I feel like I shouldn't even go there because, again, for whatever reason, it's like the lighter tonight that wasn't working. I just don't want to, um, yeah. Anyways, I'm going to stop talking. I feel like I've gotten everything.